0: Father, money cannot buy the things you have done and you are doing for us. It is by your grace we are standing. We thank you for those of us who are here last Sunday and we are back here today. Thank you for those of us who are coming for the first time, joining online for the first time. Thank you because week in, week out, you are not tired of blessing us. Now today, Father, we thank you for the rain of your blessing that is going to fall upon us afresh. And our lives shall not be the same again. Now I pray for your people that none shall miss out of your word today. Amen. You will not miss out of the promises of God and the blessings of God for this service. Amen. For in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. Shout a victorious amen. amen. I believe you can do better by putting those ends together for Jesus. You may now be seated on top of your enemies. By the grace of God, we've just... Um, The first six days of the 36 days of operation content and possess your territory for Christ is just over. Now, if the first six days that have passed have not yielded the desired results in your life, you have not been engaging in it, then, you know, you can maximize the remaining days of this operation and take the delivery of what God has in store for you and I, because this operation is for your benefit and my benefit. There have been several prophetic words that God has given to us in this operation as we contend for our territory. One of them is that we are going to imagine as a high flyer. You will not miss out of it. Not everything about you will respond to the visitation of God in this season. I said everything about your life will respond to the visitation of God in this season in the name of Jesus. Get set because God is about to do great and mighty things for you. Sister, are you here? You have gone home? All right, God bless you. So winning is not a suggestion. Jesus says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Then he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. So, you see, engaging in going out to win the lost Usher you into a realm of signs and wonders. It's these signs shall follow them that believe. Open your Bible with me to Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. So, by going out, devils begin to bow before you. The authority of a believer over demonic activity is amplified. By just engaging in this great commission. Engaging in this great commission. This is why the devil wants you to be a sitting Christian and not a going Christian. He wants you to be a sitting Christian and not a going Christian. So that the devil can keep harassing and lording over you. But that error has passed in the name of Jesus. Amen. In this official content and possess your territory, whatever area of your life that the devil has been harassing you are rising above it in the name of jesus Amen. this is your season for total deliverance so it means nothing shall remain oppressed nothing shall be oppressed of the devil in the name of jesus so it is time for us to engage in going out going out with the totality of our pain. now look at what happened to them in verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. Is it not going to be interesting when you are going to work tomorrow and God, say, God is working with you in your business place? When God is working with you in your business place, that business cannot be a fail, failing business. Even if the devil enters into that business, that that devil will die because God is the one working with you in that business. Supernatural ideas will begin to emerge in that business. You go to work tomorrow and you know that, yes, you are a soul winner. God says, I will work with you because once your heart is there, his hand will be there. Once your heart is with his commandment, his hand will be in your endeavors. Once your heart is with him, his hand will be with you. Once your heart is with him, his hand will be with you. And when God's hand is with you, you cannot imagine failure because his hand will keep pushing you to the right place. No wonder the Bible says that the path of the just is as a shining light because it shining brighter and brighter to the perfect day. The one leading him is the one that is making it to happen. Psalm 23 he said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in great pastures. He leadeth me. So David said that my heart is with him and his hand is with me. My heart is with him and his hand is with me. So when your heart is on the Lord, is with the Lord, his hand will engage you and lead you to fine grain pastures. Others may not locate opportunity, but you are going to locate it. Others may not see blessing, you are going to see blessing. Others may be weeping. It will lead you out of the danger because his hand is the one leading you. He said, he prepared a table before me. His hand is preparing provision. He said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy there are enemies you cannot engage by yourself there are enemies that unless god with his mighty hand engage for you you'll be mesmerized and embarrassed but he said thou preparest a table why because he was following the shepherd his heart is on the shepherd today even in this week anything that represents demonic harassment in your life god is going to embarrass it Well if you believe there your amen will be the loudest. Amen. Any harassment of the kingdom of darkness against your life, God will embarrass it this week. Amen. I said God will embarrass it this week. Amen. Those who have gang up against you, this week is their week of embarrassment. Amen. What do you need to do? Go, let your heart be in this commandment. Go, go ye. Go and God was working with them. So even this evening, at our various fellowship centers, you will see that we will gather, pray for a few minutes, and everyone will go out on the other's field. For those of you who are been busy Monday to Saturday, you are not able to go out, then avail yourself this week. You don't, I don't know how to preach Watch the way your leader will do it. I don't know what to say what the way the person leading you will do it by all means it is time for every one of us to go that is what we're even doing on sunday sunday you will go to, you will see a lot of people around at the different joints different places engage in going out by all means, are you with me so it is time for you to go so let us go out let us believe now believe that god cannot lie do you think god can lie no, if he says signs and wonders will follow you when you go out especially i want wonders to follow you even this week signs and wonders will to follow you so, if signs and wonders is not following you, check your obedience to the great commandment, great, great commission. If signs and wonders is not following you, check your obedience to his commandment. But this week, you will enjoy uncommon signs and wonders in all your endeavors. Amen. So, be partakers in this operation, go out with all your mind, tell people about Jesus, get your collection form. When you preach to them you write down their names write down their phone number you submit it then the people will take it up from there tell anybody that gives their life to christ it is now left for you to engage them so that they will be established in the kingdom of god now any responsible woman when they gives birth make sure that the child comes home with her i'm here to see any responsible woman leaving the child in the hospital so now i've given birth. let the child remain in the hospital is that a sign of responsibility no, is that a sign of responsibility even when we give them we even have to bring them home and people gather with you to celebrate those child or those children or that child that is why when we preach to people we don't leave them on the streets we gather them into the place where they can be celebrated so we bring them to church The people we celebrate them. They establish them in classes by God's grace. Next week, Sunday, all our Believers Foundation class will be starting. Fulfilled Believers class will be starting. So when you go out and preach to them, you bring them in. Help your convert to go into the class. Say to your convert, ah, it is time to attend this class. When you, as you are bringing, them, say, now you know there's a class I you to attend because knowledge is power. My people are paying for lack of knowledge, so please attend this believers' foundation class. Attend the fruitful believers' class. You thinking of that? Some of you say, but I don't have transport to come to church. Take this transport. You follow me? Let me give you the bike. You see, when your money is being spent on advancing the kingdom of God, that money can never run dry. You can never run dry of finances when it is being spent on the kingdom of God. There are those genuinely that may not have transport. There are those that may, you may meet on the harvest field who may say, You that I don't want to follow you, but I am sincerely hungry now. Well, what will be the usefulness of a gospel that is not feeling hungry? You say, okay, you know what? Okay, let's go and eat. Oh, yeah, you go and eat for the person. Now you've eaten. Oh, yeah, let's go. And you'll be surprised they follow you. There are those who say, Oh, I don't have clothes. I don't have, okay, you know what? Me, I have three trousers. You iron one, you resize it, and give to the person. Do you know, ma, that one of the people that made me establish in Christ, when I first went into church, my trouser was eaten up by iron. You know those iron that don't recognize stop and such? You know, there are some iron that don't recognize, they don't know stop, they only know go. And I was, I'm very heavy that you can have weight after some time of using those iron. And there are, there are, some of you remember those charcoal irons. Those are if you ever use them, you know that you cannot use them very well. Because when they say go or you're go, they don't know where to stop. So I was going. I I wanted to go to church, and I ironed one and pow, I owned that each clothes. And the part and I still decide to go to church that day. By the end of that day, I don't even know who the man was. He called they say, Yeah, it was clothes? Not only did I have trousers, I also had a shoe. Because my shoe used to speak in tongue when I go to church, because I picked that shoe. From the dung Hill. I went to the dung Hill, saw a shoe, and I picked it, and I wore it. Now, this was a shoe that shoemakers sold and sold and sold, and they rejected it. Even Murano shoe can do nothing about the destiny of that shoe. You know, there are some shoes that even shoemaker, when you guys say, Oh, God, I think you should go and buy another one. The heels are the shoe, the leather, the everything. And when trainers or stickers begin to turn to shoes, you know that there's a problem. And when I'm coming to church, you see, I cannot walk the way you walk. I walk like my... Some people think that this guy is so proud. Because if I walk normal, you'll be yelling, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. So I used to drag my feet to church. But all that changed. Because I didn't give up on Jesus. Maybe you two, you are here today, you don't even have an offering. Your story is changing. Maybe you don't have a shoe, your story is changing. You see your story is what brings the glo- magnifies the glory. When people hear your story then they will know that yes, it magnifies the glory of God. Your story magnifies the glory of God. That is why that suffering is not to bring you down but is to magnify the glory of God in your life. So sit down and be blessed. All you need to do is seek for his kingdom and he will add every other thing to you. This day, this evening, every one of you be there to do what he wants and it will make you happy. How many of you are going to now engage in this operation? You will have your own turnaround testimony. You will have your own next level testimony. You will have your own open level testimony. You have your own supernatural testimony. You will have your own divine abundance testimony. You will have your own next level result testimony. You will have a testimony to share in this season in the name of Jesus. Say with me, my testimony is guaranteed. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, today we are sharing on Redemption Right to Divine Prosperity. Redemption Right to Divine Prosperity. And the focus in this service will be understanding the covenant of divine prosperity. So the theme is Redemption Right to Divine Prosperity. how you we, that is? A, you have the right to divine prosperity. Then we now under the subtitle understanding your covenant or the covenant or mean of divine prosperity. Understanding the covenant of divine prosperity. Now listen to me. I want to open your heart to receive what I'm about to share with you. Evidence is the end of argument. Only fool argues with proof. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all thy getting, get understanding. That is why I said, understanding the covenant of divine prosperity. Most people feel they know. But when what you know is not producing results, what you lack is understanding. Most people feel they know. But if what you claim to know is not producing results, then what you lack is what? Understanding. Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And the truth you know shall set you free. It's not just to no, know, is that the truth you understand is what will bring deliverance to you. The truth you understand is what will bring deliverance to you. The truth you understand is what will bring deliverance to you. I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the father but by me. That means the access to God is by understanding. Because the truth you know is what sets you free. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. So if the truth is what sets you free, the truth you know, and the truth you understand. So understanding remains the path into his presence also. When you talk about being poor, I was raised from a poor family. And you hear me say something like, there is virtually no business I've not tried in my life. Even I did the other one, I was a thief at the point. Because I area I stay, I, 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 I there are people who had farm who had things there. So at the point, I knew I how to go to people's house to just go to people's farm or put yam, or put things there, or put um, yam. Plug this person's okra. plug this enter this person's house. Maybe you see something, patch Gary, put inside bucket. That was how I was living my life at the point. There are times, even as a student in secondary school, there, all through the, from my SS1 to SS3, there is no week in my life I've, I went to school fully. Because if I didn't go to school from Monday to Friday, by weekend there will be serious hunger. So throughout my SS class, I was school I never went to school one full day. Even when I'm going to school, I have to first do a quick conductor work in the morning so that I can have money for class. So when I see people today who do not want to open their heart to the truth of the gospel, it's because you you, are, you feel you know, but don't argue with evidence evidence is the end of If you are serving God, and you are not prospering, and you are not having financial prosperity as one of the fruits of your service to God, check how you are serving Him. All this while I'm talking to you, I was a Christian. I, I was a Christian. I was born again because I gave my life to God at the age of 12. But still, my life was still upside down because I refused to learn the truth That will set me free. And God cannot believe for you. Knowledge cannot fly into your head. You have to go out and learn. Look for the knowledge and put it. As a young Christian, I was so frustrated with not knowing anything one day. That they asked in the church I was attending. That ask one prayer request from the Lord. And do you know my prayer request, Obina? I carried my Bible. And uh, I stood up. And I began to eat the Bible on my head. And my prayer point was Bible, enter my head. Bible, enter my head, Bible, enter my head. That was the only prayer point. I prayed it so much so that when the pastor said, In Jesus' name we pray, I did not hear it. I did not hear it. So the, I was the only one standing in the entire church. And everybody could hear me pray one prayer point. Bible enter my head. Until they also had to come and tap me. And you know how embarrassed I was. When everybody now knows that I don't know Bible. Life was that frustrating. Life was that frustrating. To even pay school fees. Even my, my younger sister had to buy school, no, uniform, uniform, school uniform. I had to go to a tipa to loan about 60 parts of sand for fifteen naira. 300 naira was even the uniform. To, to tell you how life was. Maybe you are there now. You will not remain there any, again. This teaching of this series, I am not sharing with you from the Bible. I am sharing with you what I have learned, what I have practiced, and I'm practicing till I'm standing, and it's working. So what I am about to share with you is not theory. It is something that I have learned and I'm still doing under heaven that I start today. Till today, and I will keep doing it until I cannot come. So I can preach it without even looking into the Bible fully. But I have to teach it. Now it's not every time I teach. Today I'm not preaching. Today I will be teaching. And when there is teaching going on, there may be less laughter. There may be less thing. So you have to open your heart because even there is a teaching going see, Teaching is a serious thing. So you have to open your heart and get that said that you don't sleep on when the word, of your, the word is coming. Teaching may be exciting, but teaching may be boring sometimes because why? it is a truth that needs to be spoken, but I'm telling you first. But I need to give you the background to why I have teaching. I'm I'm teaching what I'm teaching. When I was caught stealing, I was looking to go, and I realized that stealing will not prosper me. I play football very well because I grew up playing football, and even there, they used to come and rent me as a player. They rent me as a player playing football. Betting everywhere. That still did not bring me out. Maybe you two now, the devil has engrossed your life with betting. It's not the way. Take it from somebody who has been there. Because so when we need to teach something, there needs to be the reason, the authority behind what I'm teaching. And I'm telling you the authority now. There are days that I, my mother and I will carry, me my, my and my, my, my mother will go out. When we are not eating for three days, nobody to help. I will be begging from house to house, street to street. In the night, my mother and I, I'm the beggar. My mother is the one that eats. Hey, go and meet that one. Hey, go. And meet. My mother is the director. Me I'm the beggar. So go and meet that one. Go and meet that one. And different lives. I can tell you that I, I'm coming from Kuton. I'm coming from this. I'm coming. Still, that one did not bring us out of that life. Then, okay, oh, we ooked. Fry fish, fried meat, bread. Pop off, buns. There's something they call kokoro. That one, I don't know whether they see Cocoro, the kokoro. made pie, uh, crayfish, Moi moi. hair No, still, nothing was changing. It's not wrong to walk. but there was something that was missing. And whenever we attend the church, those days too, we attend with the mind. Every church I attend with with an agenda that they will help me. So if I enter any church, see, I have the in the last count of my life. I know that before now, I will have attended less, nothing less than twenty churches. All the known names: Catholic, Anglican, Methodist, Redeem, Four Square, KNS, Celestia, new um, these are the old generation, CAC. Four, square. Ah, four square. CAC. Christ Apostolic Church. All of them. There is no old generation church. I've not attended. But the aim of changing church was I was looking for where the earth will come from to lift me out of that life. And still, it did not happen. Then one day, I was in the church. They said, I hear that they are, doing, um, they are doing welfare. All the way from Mujudu, uh, went to that church, somewhere around some go there about. Can you imagine? Because they are sharing rice. And I hear they want to help orphan. Instantly, I, instantly I claim that my father and my mother are dead. Don't really tell you how their life of three, or whatever was trying to, just to come out of a, a difficult situation. But thank God for that church because it began to be, they 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 changed my mindsets, and I got one truth. We were in a big hall like this before, and all of us came there always needing something, always needing something. And as we sat down there in that hall, before they gave us, they, they made they played the message. They made a the man of God or someone to come and play the message. And the man said, "You are here today. You are begging, but that is not where God wants you to remain." And the man showed. See, I used to drive a beetle. I used to drive a B2. My, my B2 is coming at the beginning of the street. Everybody knows it. The smoke is everywhere. But he said, one day, I read a book. I I discovered the principle of kingdom prosperity. I knew that God want, I now know understand that God wants to prosper me. Now, he told me what to do. I committed myself to him. Now, I am, I, and he says something. I am now out of poverty. And he said something for the first time. I gave my way out of poverty. The first time I heard a pastor actually talk about Prosperity. Of course, that does not stop me from with all the messages I still collected the rice and the clothes. And I, I still did not change my line from orphan line to non orphan line. But that message stuck to me. Then I began to find out what is the way out. What is the way out? I'm still discovering more of it. But if after several years today, this young man standing here today at least in my own little world, before even be, I ever clock 40, can boast of several property by the grace of God, can boast of studying in Nigeria and abroad, can boast of giving out a car or a house in my lifetime, then at least I'm not where I used to be. So there must be something that I know that I'm also practicing. So as I share this truth with you, there are principles they are principles that if that the same way I was seated in that all and they shared that truth with me, I took it. I, it is not it did not happen overnight because it's not magic, but staying with it, precept upon precept, line upon that like it has taken me from now a beggar to now a to becoming someone that is now a blessing to people. Then it there must be something that I know. So I pray today that this series whatever the state you, of your finances may be wherever you may be today in your financial journey before this teaching is over between Sunday and Tuesday the revelation for your own next level result will show forth in your life Amen. I said the revelation, the understanding that is required for you to also share your testimony that one day we begin to manifest in your life. Amen. If you believe that is you, then say a louder amen. amen. Now, let's begin this walk very quickly. Understanding the covenant of divine prosperity. So I've told you what understanding is understanding is to see what God is saying, understanding is to have insight to knowledge. And people who pass, who fail exam, do not fail because they don't know, but they fail because they don't know enough. That's why they even give them maybe 25% or 30%. You know something, but it's not enough for you to pass this exam. So understanding is the depth, knowing the the F the, the to be able to comprehend what God is saying. Now, what is a covenant? I will simply put it this way: that I want you to know before I divide that everything in the kingdom of God answers to covenant. What did I say? everything in the kingdom of God answers to covenant. God is a God of covenant. If you read Psalm 89 verse 34, it says, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that is gone out of my lips. Jeremiah 33 verse 20 to 21, it say, thus saith the Lord, if you can break my covenant of the day, and my covenant of the night and that there should not be day and night in the season then also my covenant be broken with David my servant so God is a covenant keeping God I told you you need to sit up get your writing materials ready because today is your day Amen. I said today is your day Amen. what is a covenant covenant is from the French word convener Which means agreement. Agreement. An agreement. Between two people. That contains a promise and a commitment. I'm making it as simple as possible. A covenant is an agreement between two people. That contains a promise and a what? Commitment. Are you still following me? Are you, have you gone on so soon? A covenant is what? An agreement between two people that contains what? A promise and a what? Now what makes a covenant valid and binding is what we call the seal of the covenant or the mark of the covenant. What makes a covenant valid is that that covenant must have a seal. A mark upon it, so let's take the covenant between a tenant and a landlord. You will see that there are two parts the covenantor and the covenantee. The covenantor is the person that is making the promise, the covenantee is the one that is the beneficiary. So you see that when people want to rent a house. What that agreement is called a covenant. Go ahead and read Said it's a covenant. Then the, the landlord would say, I hear by covenant, then they will put his own pam, 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 pam. Then also you on your part, you have you see that there are two things there. That okay, the landlord, this is the responsibility of the landlord. This is your responsibility. Now, both of us are now committed to this. Now, for that agreement to be valid, the landlord signs it, and you also sign your own parts, then it becomes a valid covenant so the seal of that covenant the mark of that covenant is your signature and the signature of the landlord are you with me now yes, so what makes a covenant authentic is even the agreement or whatever is that you said i believe in this you also read it and say i believe in it now let us sign it You sign is signs. you take your copy it takes your copy either of you are binded by it it becomes a vow so a covenant is different from a promise. Because with a promise, you don't necessarily have to have a seal. With a promise, you know that with, there is no consequence. With a promise that, that, that you can renegade, I, I said I will buy you a suit. I'm not covenant to buy you a suit. I only made the promise to buy you a suit. If I don't buy you a suit, you can say, oh but well, you promised me. But you cannot sue me to court in a certain sense. There is limit to the consequence of a promise but the, the consequence of a covenant is always very spelled out. It's spelled out that if you do XYZ, I will do XYZ. If either I of us fail to do XYZ, then this and this and this and this should be the case. Are you still following me? I'm laying the foundation for this teaching now. So follow me now. Now, let's look at the Bible. In the book of Genesis chapter 17 From verse 1 to 7 We saw God Speaking to Abraham Look at what he said And when Abraham was 90 years old Genesis 17 verse 1 The Lord appeared to Abraham And said unto him I am the almighty God Walk before me and be thou perfect Verse 2 And I will make my covenant between me And thee Two people God and him I will make my covenant between me and thee. And look at it. And I will multiply thee exceedingly. The promise now. Verse 3. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall there any shall thy name anymore be called Abraham, but thy name shall be called Abraham for a father of many nations have i made thee and i will make thee exceedingly fruitful and i will make nations out of thee and kings shall come out of what thee and i will establish this is the commitment now and i will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after their generation for an everlasting covenant Now, the New Testament said, you will not see the word seeds. But what he used thy seed. That seed is not Isaac. That seed is Christ. So the generation after him was, there's going to be one seed. That is going to be Christ. So the seed here is Christ. Just follow me. Verse what are we? Now, move to verse 11 and ye now the mark of the covenant the signature and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your first king, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and thee circumcise your flesh it shall be the signature so the token that means signature it shall be the seal of this covenant between me and you, Abraham. And between me and your unborn seed. This is the seal of this covenant. Verse 13. Everybody read verse 13. And he that is born in thy house. And he that is bought with thy money. Must what? Needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh. For an everlasting what? Covenant. Covenant. a covenant. He made a commitment and he put a seal. Three characteristics of a covenant. A commitment is there, a promise is there, and a seal. He makes it binding. Now, covenant is so strong that even when Moses, Moses, God called Moses, and by the time, because Moses was born into the house of the Egyptian, Moses did not circumcise himself or his son because he was away from the Israelites camp in Egypt do you know that shortly after God gave Moses the assignment and told him this ground you are standing on now is a holy ground I'm going to use you Moses did not take this covenant serious he did not put that seal upon himself and his children then look at what happened Exodus chapter 4 verse 24 and it came to pass by the way in the inn that the Lord met him, which was Moses, and sought to kill him. The man that God appeared to, the man that God said, I'm sending you to these people. Why did, God want, why did God want to kill him? Look at it. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son. Moses refused to circumcise his children. And he was carrying them to the Lord. Because God has said, This seal shall be on in the flesh of all your children's children. So they know that these ones are not born in e- where they know the law. Now that you are now walking with me, say God see, he, he, did not, he, he did not circumcise his children. So God was going to kill. Now look at it, verse twenty. Continue, verse 1. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the first skin of her son. And cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go. Then she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. You see, God respects covenant, He does not take covenant for granted. You may be Moses, you may be anybody, the moment you are not valuing covenant, it doesn't work with you because it's a covenant keeping God. Now, the good news is this: Jesus brought us into the covenant, the what we call the Abrahamic covenant. We are not a Jew, but the Bible says that the Jew in the heart is more important than the Jew in the flesh, we are Jews in the flesh. So Jesus, when God sent Jesus, is with the aim that we the Gentiles might be brought into this Abrahamic covenant where we can inherit blessings. Galatians chapter 3 verse 14. Christ as from verse 30, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us, as it is written. curse is everyone that angered on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the gentiles through jesus christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith so jesus christ brought us through his death on that cross into the abrahamic covenant and what is the seal every covenant must have a signature what is the seal of the new covenant that we have with God? The blood and the flesh of Christ. That is why the Bible said in Isaiah 53, He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his circumcision, by his stripes, we are healed. Amen somebody. Amen. By his stripes by the mark of that covenant so when i say i am born again i entered into this covenant with relationship with god through that signature of the blood and body of christ look at let's look at the scripture that backs this up hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 to 20 and having therefore brethren Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, verse twenty. By a new and living way which he had consecrated for us to the veil that is to say, his flesh. To his blood and his flesh, we enter into the holiest, the holy of holies, the holiest place. We enter it. Is somebody still following me? Yes, Ephesians chapter two, verse twelve to thirteen. That at that time you were without Christ, Ephesians two twelve to thirteen, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise. You know, he said, we are strangers; we cannot partake of that covenant of promise. Are you still with me? Yes, sir. Having no hope and without God in the world verse 13, but now. Say so with me, but now. Say so with me, but now. In Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the what? By what? By what are we made near? Blood, Blood of Christ. So you understand now the significance of the death barrier and resurrection of christ so you understand that to be born again is not an ordinary thing to be born again is to enter into a new covenant relationship with god that is sealed by the precious blood of christ then you will then understand when the bible says from henceforth for let no man trouble me for i bear upon my what body the marks, the, there's a new circumcision now. The mark of the Lord Jesus Christ is the mark of my circumcision. Is the mark of my circumcision for I bear upon my body the marks of the Lord Jesus because that is the mark of covenant. So, when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You have now entered into a covenant relationship where God said, I will be a father unto you. You will be my child. It's a covenant walk. God cannot break that covenant. So when you are coming to God, listen to me, the understanding of this covenant, even when we change your prayer life, I've heard people will say something like, God, here we are today. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I am not worthy to come into your presence. I am a wretched sinner. I am a wretched sinner. I am a, the Bible says, for all I've seen, I'm falling short of the glory of Christ. I come as a wretched sinner. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Thank you. Now, you see, that is the angle of defeats. A Christian do not pray that way. Listen to me. When you rent your house. Because of the knowledge of the covenant between you and the landlord. If you open your room tomorrow. And you see your landlord and his family eating in your house. Even though it is his house. But you are not seeing your landlord on your bed. Do you know that he is in trouble? How many of you know that he's in trouble? So. No, I, I don't relate to me. Relate, how many of you know that he's in trouble? Yes, or you are afraid is your landlord in church? Yes, that's because yes, that's I don't understand why you are refusing. Check, ask is is that your landlord? Ask your neighbour is that your landlord? Yes. Because I don't understand why you do. Uh, is your landlord in, not in trouble? Yes, but is it not his house? Yes, he built it with his sweats. How come he's in trouble by entering your house? Because there's a covenant in place between you and him. Do you agree with me? Listen. Let's go again. How many of you, when you get home today, will stand in front of your house and begin to pray? Oh, Lord, please let me have access into my house. Let me have access to my house. Oh, landlord, please provide key. Let me have access to my house. How many of you pray before you normally enter your house? You beg the landlord to enter your house. And how many of you pray to beg landlord to enter your house? Why is it that you don't pray to enter his house? How many of you don't pray to enter your house? Huh? Why is it that you don't pray? Brother, do you pray before you enter your house? Why is it that you don't pray? Because you are conscious of a what? Covenant. That this house belongs to somebody but I have access. So when the Bible says, let us now come boldly before the throne of grace. That we may obtain help in time of need. You see, anyone that wants to enjoy the fullness of God must relate with God with a covenant mentality. There are some things you don't pray for. There are some things you just celebrate. He he said, when you come before God, you should not come with the consciousness of sin, but the consciousness of the new living way, Jesus Christ. It's unfortunate that we still celebrate sin and not celebrate the victory. Father, I thank you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made i thank you because on that cross jesus took away all my sins i have no past anymore i am not that wretched sinner anymore i am not that fornicator anymore because i have no record of such in your record because when god forg- when god forgives you he remits your sin remission means to format to erase in her 20s, a woman of God, some of you may not know how she's laid, powerfully used of the Lord, made a mistake. She, um, there was a preacher that came to her church. She was a single lady, being used of the Lord. Then this preacher was a married man. One way or the other, they fell in love. This preacher left the wife and the children, came to marry this woman, which was a and it became a, 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 a major issue in town. It affected her ministry. Then she realized that she was struggling in that marriage. Because she knew that she had done something. She has snatched another person's husband. One day, she told the Lord, I'm not having peace. Then she packed her load to leave. She's going to walk away from that marriage. She was going on the road, and she said she saw a sign that, th- that showed this is the end of the road. And on that place, she said when she saw that sign, she dropped her bag and said, Lord, I know I've messed up. I've done something wrong but if you will take, I've reached my hand now, please help me. And the Lord said, don't go back to that relationship. So yes. She bothered the next train while she was going. Then the Lord said, now that you have obeyed me, your mistake does not exist in my record. It is, God told him, it never happened. It never happened. So seven years later, as God began to use her, a woman who got wind of what she had done in time past, came to Ketrekuman and said, Hey, how dare you preach? Because even those days, women are not even preachers. Talkless of being a divorcee. How dare you preach? You this husband, snatcher, divorcee, whatever. And she looked at that woman and said, That Catherine died years ago. That Catherine is gone, and that was it. That Catherine never existed that cartoon is dead that cartoon is gone you see when you have that covenant mindset when the devil package your past to slow you down in your present you tell that devil that juliet is gone that juliet died years ago god has no record of that mistake the one who keeps your record is not god the record of your sin the one who keeps it is the devil the one who reminds you is the devil. So when you then come, and you yourself, when God sees you as holy, but you yourself are calling yourself a righteous sinner, who is who? So already, even though you are trying to make yourself look humble, you are actually playing into the devil's hand. Because the moment you are conscious of sin, your past record will begin to haunt you. But the moment you are conscious of righteousness and the finished work of Jesus, what you will begin to see is victory over the devil. Put your hands together for Jesus. So your prayer should change. See, when you have the covenant mindset, everything about you changes. Amen. Amen. This is what Jesus did for us. There are some of us, you see us praying for money. Oh God, provide. It's good to pray. But let me say to you, a lot of things answers to covenants. A lot of things do not answer to just prayers. Just as a human landlord will not come into your house, the only time your landlord can begin to embarrass you is when you are owing rent. Do you agree with me? And when that rent expires, it simply means that covenant is exp- has expired. Renew that covenant, pay your rent, and that covenant is what? Renewed. You have no need to worry that he will pack your load outside. If he does that, he's in trouble. So now, when I'm talking about covenants, i have to lay that foundation for you to know what a covenant is. Because in the next eight weeks, by the grace of God, I will then begin to teach one after the other areas of covenant that you must need to work in. Different areas, because 2021 is going to be a different year for you. People will see you talking boldly. is because you are conscious of your covenant work with God. Just as you can say that you are not expecting your lot to be outside, you tell the devil, I'm not expecting this to happen to me because I know the covenant I'm operating in. This cannot happen. Why? Because it is a violation of the covenant I have with God. My mother years ago said, listen to me, I'm telling you the power of covenant. She went to go and, I think she, they had an accommodation with, Iju, with, my, with my dad and my mom, so my mother had to go and stay with a particular woman, a family member, not knowing that the person was a witch. But my mother said, when she was looking for the fruit of the womb, she prayed and said, Lord, if you'll give me a man-child just like Anna, I promise you, I will give, you, I will give him to you with all my heart. So when my mother said, when she gave birth to me, she, she was on a on church or whatever she was, she lifted me up and said, now, Lord, take him. I'm I will release him to you to serve you all the days of his life. And uh, she dedicated me literally to God. Anything you want to do with him, do it. And she fulfilled her vow. So she entered into a... That day she made that promise. And fulfilled that promise. She entered into a covenant war with God over my life. Now, she did not know the nitty gritty of that covenant war that is going to even secure my life from many dangers. So now she went to go and live with a witch. This witch actually confessed later that she was a witch. But when she moved in, she did not know that this woman was a witch. She had me and my sister, two of us. Now, she did not know this part. But I was a young boy. I don't. Know, I've forgotten how old I was. I'm talking about the power of covenant. All I knew... Well, on this particular day, my mother was not around. My sister was on the bed. This woman came into the house, brought in a pot. Which type of pot did do today? Maybe I will ask my mother. I don't know. Brought in a pot, made a fire in the house, put the hot water beside the bed, and went out. As the water, I was just there watching, as the water began to boil, the heat saturated the room. The young baby that was on the bed could no longer sleep, began to cry. Then all that I remember as a child was that I began to make attempt to carry my sister from that bed. But each way I turn, this pot will appear in front of me. way I turn in that room, the pot will appear in front of me. The last thing I remembered was that I tried to carry her, and that was all I could remember. Now, going back to the version that my mother told me, she said, when she came into the room. Here was my sister from on top of the bed with her hand inside the boiling pot and I was sitting down inside the boiling water. I'm talking about the power of covenant. She brought the two children house. Rushed out. Every hospital rejected us because we were children. They said the thing was whatever degree of bond or whatever. They began to reject us one place or the other. Then, she stood by the roadside crying. In that moment, all she needed to do, she did call upon the God of our covenants. Call upon the God of our covenants. Because, like I said, God is a keeper of covenants. As she called upon the God of our covenant, she said, A man came. Say, Ah! Ah! this. Then the man took us straight to the military hospital at uh, and the man told her where to sit down. The man made us sit down. The man said, I'm coming back. Says sir, but what What if what would I say that made us sit down here? He said, if they ask who it is, tell them it's, my name is Mr. Konigbagbe. Now, in Europa, Konigbagbe means mister you will never forget. The one you will never forget. It's just a time But At that time, she didn't know what was happening. Not too long, the covenant keeping God showed up. The military administrator or whoever was in charge of that hospital decided to come and visit that day. When he came, he saw us at the reception because nobody was attending to us. And the man shouted, my children, my children, we can not do that? What can to my children? And then um, every hospital, you know, when they hear orgasm children, Oh, you, you understand what it means eh? the doctor in fact that I think is one of the doctors that I was supposed to have said no, no. the doctors appear from nowhere whether it's by rapture or by zoom or whatever and they began to appear emergency ward blah 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 blah. but do you know one of the mysteries that happened to today I sat inside the water and the water never touched my private parts have you heard that one before if it has I will not be a father today I would have just become Enoch John. <laughs> Laugh out about it. But it's the truth. Covenant keeping God. When you look at me, will you ever see any, any disfigured God part of my life? Nothing like that. Covenant keeping God. I'm telling you the power if human beings can be conscious of entering into a covenant with God, our things will begin to change. Then at another point in my in time in my life, you see, death was trying to snatch me. I was sick for about six months, bedridden, bedridden. No medical help, nothing. No money to go to the hospital. Then she said, about on the sixth month, I, I was there, hallucinating. I will be on the bed, pooping on the bed, everything on the bed. Then I gave up the ghost. I knew I gave up the ghost because I saw my body come out of my spirit. Uh, my spirit come out of my body. And I saw the way I was moving in the sitting room. Then entered the street. I kept moving. On, then everywhere became dark. Then all of a sudden, you, I, nobody was showing anymore. Then you see people then like a magnet. Something will start drawing you up like a nylon that is flying. You cannot say you are not going. It you just drop it then you start seeing people and everything. Then the Lord appeared to me. This time around again, he said to me, it's not yet time for you to go. When I came back, my mother had invoked the covenant keeping God again. This one cannot die. Remember our covenants. Remember our covenants. Remember our covenants. So the, as they were praying in the church, all she needed to do is to call upon the God of our covenants. So do you see me alive today, our robots are shot at me, close range. I will drive and the, the bullet will come like this. Bend your head like this. My mother was falling away in the house, not knowing what was happening. But the covenant keeping God, she has committed me to. She even gave me a special name to demonstrate that covenant. I won't tell you the name. And it's not as if, I, if my mother called me that, and say the name she called me, she called me by that my covenant name with God. Always, I, so always to remind herself that this one, this one. And whenever she too wants to be human, me too, I remind her of her covenant. Whenever she wants to stop me from going to remember remember your covenant. (laughs) And sometimes I use it also. When I don't want to walk at home. I run run to church. remember your covenant. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm telling you, God has respect for covenant. Go and check. Look at it. The children of Israel. He said they will always come back to that place. Even when you feel the Bible was closed, Genesis to Revelation, and in the book of Revelation, the Bible says ones that act this will act on the trouble of his life. God had to write one more book. In 1945, God gathered all the Jews from all around the world, even in the new 19th century, and sent them back to Israel, even when that place is being occupied by another set of people. So today, the, the Arab, the Israel remains the only nation that has to be gathered and they have to create land for them to become a country again. Why? He said, I will keep my covenant with David forever. Covenant keeping God. Covenant keeping God. You can terminate any form of frustration by entering into a covenant work with God. Are you with me? Now, let's quickly look at the covenant of prosperity today. We are going to look at covenant. In this series, we are going to teach on the covenant of peace, covenant of marriage, covenant of family, covenant of different aspect of covenant of business exploit. It is not a decision for you to enter into it. Now, how do you enter into a covenant with God before we even talk about the covenant of prosperity? How do you enter into a covenant with God? Number one is that identify the area you desire a covenant work. Identify the area you desire a covenant work. walk. Number two. Locate the promise of God concerning that area. Locate the promise of God concerning that area. Number three. Commit yourself to the covenant demand. And I will share. I will, I will, uh, I will explain later to you. Commit yourself to the covenant demand. And covenant demand obeying God's word that. Obeying whatever God says. Number four. Stay faithfully committed to the covenant demand. Stay faithfully committed to the covenant demand. And number five, rejoice and celebrate the covenant keeping God. So I will go again. identify the area you desire a covenant work with God. Locate the promises of God concerning that area. Commit yourself to the covenant demand. Commit yourself to the covenant demand. Stay faithfully committed. To the covenant demand rejoice and celebrate the covenant keeping god how do you then enter into the covenant of divine prosperity the covenant of divine prosperity proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. now listen to me anytime you take the promise of god the word of god is a covenant already for us signed sealed by the blood of jesus you are the one that now wants to enter into a covenant so, whenever you locate the promise of God and you see the terms and condition of that promise, and you commit yourself to that terms and condition, you have entered into a covenant relationship with God. So, it's no longer a promise of God you are claiming, it's not a covenant with God you are having. So, the moment you locate the promise, you identify the terms and condition of that promise. And you commit, make a decision that you are going to commit yourself to that promise. You are no longer having a promise of God or from God. You are now having a covenant with God. That is how to translate the promise of God to a covenant of God in your life. So it's not enough for you to be saying, I'm claiming the promise of God. I'm claiming the promise of God for healing. Now, why don't you go higher, enter into the covenant of healing with God? enter into a covenant so it's good to claim a promise but it's better to enter into a covenant do you understand it's good to claim a promise but it's better to enter into a world a covenant work with him so you can claim a promise of prosperity and you can walk in the covenant of prosperity. It depends on your approach. But the one that is guaranteed. Is the covenant. Because with the covenant. You don't need to pray about it anymore. Because the moment is signed. Sealed and delivered. All you need to do is not to begin to pray about it. But to commit yourself into doing it. Then as you do your part. It will do its part. You don't need to even worry yourself about it anymore. My father in the Lord Bishop said one day. He was in the play. In his private jet. And his um. Pilot came and said, he saw the guy sweating. So he went to the cockpit and asked, why are you sweating? He said, one of our engines is down. And he's not sure of the next one. And there are some people in the plane. And he said, when the man told him of that one, the guy was sweating so well. And he said, relax, relax. He went back to the people and the other brought out some food to start eating. And he was so relaxed. So he doesn't have to play about that situation because he's already in a covenant walk with God. Unless God will break his covenant inside that place. Even if the two engine goes on, he said he cannot die. Because he's so sure that he has committed his life into a covenant demand and is practicing it. Do you understand the difference? But someone that is claiming a promise will have to pray in that situation. We're all oh God potatoes. You have to pray. You have to pray. Do you understand the two different approach now? You have to pray. But the word that is committed to the covenant with the Father I thank you because of the covenant, faithful God, faithful God, Hallelujah. Why? Because you know that he checks his life. I'm committed to the covenant. So let me see. Unless oh, God will break this covenant, and he said my covenant will not break. So guys, he said it was the last, and the plane landed safely. Nothing happened. The pilot could not complain why he was so at peace. Because he knows the covenant is working. That is why the Bible says that, those who know their God, they shall be what? Strong! And they shall do exploit. 2021 is your year of exploit. Yeah. Let's quickly go. We're just going to enter into the introduction. Covenant of divine prosperity. Proverbs 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow to it. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. So you see in the word of God that there is a covenant, the promise of divine prosperity is there you don't need so many scriptures every one covenant with god is enough the blessing of the lord is making rich and not no sorrow. so it means that if i do the thing that will make me bless me it will make me rich and not no sorrow that when jesus died he became poor so that i to his poverty can be rich so if i am a child of god i'm born into wealth. I said, You are born into what? Wealth. And do I have wealthy children of God here? Yeah? Yes, but my people pay for lack of knowledge. It's possible for you to be born into wealth and not know how to activate the wealth. So, how then do you walk in this covenant of prosperity? Number one, godliness. 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 Any kingdom prosperity answers to godliness. Genesis chapter 17 verse 1 to 2. When Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee. Walk before me and be perfect. This was after Abraham had gone to sleep with Agar on the instruction of Sarah. God was said, you don't need all this sleeping around thing to get children. I'm mean, enough for you. So, for 15 years, God kept quiet because he was going contrary to a lifestyle of covenant. So, God said, Now, dude, are you ready for me now? Say walk before me and be perfect, and I will make my covenant with you. So, you realize that after that, a guy experience, no devil can tell Abraham again to go and sleep with somebody and he will go and do it. No, even when Sarah died, it took Abraham three years before he married. He was that serious with that covenant work with God. They're not doing to the answer anymore. You what if you are truly interested in divine prosperity, like I told you, I said I was believing God, to, I will be praying, going to church, I will enter somebody's field, go and steal yam, go and steal okra, enter somebody's house, go and carry this to sell, do that one to sell, to make money. It never took me out of anything. How many stealing do I need to now steal before I i, I beat my first property? I beat my first property, I was 23 or 24. When I say buying a car. It has nothing to do with being a foreign mean, eye. Do you know how many will have been for one night by now? I would have been there still stealing. But I used to steal. Go here. Yeah, carry this one. To this one. Lie here. Yeah. Can I go to somebody say you owe me change. When the person does not owe me change. Then carry the money. If you carry stealing money. And even pay tight with it. It will still not make it Only Don't deceive yourself. Godly. Prosperity, divine prosperity must have the foundation of godliness. It's not negotiable, my brother. I had to decide until I said bye-bye to that way, I never entered into my next level. Until I said no more, because God will not share his glory with any man. How can you steal your way into prosperity and want to come and give testimony in church? You will even die for disgracing God. Can you not imagine? You say God has blessed you. You are a Christian. They are not putting anchor in your hand. God forbid, because they said that it is stealing from year to year to year to year to year. No, that is not what God wants for your life. Godliness, Godliness, not negotiable. When if you want God to prosper you, so today you must decide. Actually, you are looking for divine prosperity. Not prosperity of effort and struggle, which is another type of prosperity. But the one that comes from above, it must have the foundation of Godliness. You cannot keep changing books in your place of work and expect that things will change. You some one time, I, 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 I the, a the, the, the lady was working with me. She, you that they go to church every Sunday, but yet, she will change all this. She will say something, put another one inside. Say something, put another one inside. And you say you, can give, you cannot steal your way into the blessing of God. It's not possible. You can only go down with it. So it's time to repent. If you're in this choice, if a Christian you are not prospering, check your foundation of godliness. It's not normal to be serving God and remain poor. Can you be a child of Buari and be suffering, suffering to, struggling to drink Gary? Say so you're a child of the president. The young lion do lack and suffer on that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Check your foundation. It answers always to godliness. Next one: Develop a generous heart. Generous heart. You want God to honor you with divine prosperity? You must have a generous heart. Now, the rich young ruler in Luke chapter 18, verse 22 came to him and said, Oh, I have. I, what the question he asks is, "What must I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus said that eternal life answers to two parts. It answers to the moral law and the generous law. So Jesus first called, introduced the moral law to him: "Thou shall not steal," he said yes; "Thou shall not kill," he said yes; "Thou shall not do this," he said yes; "Thou shall not uh, convert the most wife," he said yes. These are moral laws. He said, "I've been doing all this from my youth." And the Bible says, Jesus looked at it and said, there is one thing you lack. And that is now the generous law. He said, you are not a generous person. Now, how can generosity have something to do with eternity? But Jesus, do you know what Jesus said? Go and sell all you have and give it to the poor. Instantly, the man went away sorrowful. In other words, a man that does not have a generous heart has no place in the kingdom of God. Because God does not bless you to consume you on yourself. He blesses you so that you can be a blessing. That is Abrahamic blessing. Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 12. Now listen to me. When you are having a generous heart in the kingdom. Number one, you must know this. Don't use your generosity to lord or control over people. Oh, because I've been, you have been helping them. You have been helping them. that you want to be the MD director of their life. Because you are giving them money. No, you are missing the... Being generous does not mean that you should use your wealth or what God has been to begin to control people. No. No. You see, when people are generous, sometimes they don't have regard for anybody anymore. I'm the one paying your answer. So why should you talk to me that way? I will not pay your answer anymore. I'm the the one doing this. And because of that... You know, you understand what I'm saying? Some, there are some children that the moment they have something and their God has blessed them, all their siblings will never know peace in their house again. Wash my clothes, wash my shoe, wash this, wash that, wash that, wash that. If you don't I, 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 now you come and ask me for school fees tomorrow, you come and ask me for studio, and I'm talking to you, I'm talking like that. Listen, that wealth will dry off. That way what? Drive because your generosity is now missing road. Generosity miss road. We do not use generosity to control or lord over people in the kingdom. Number two, you don't use your generosity for show off. You see, the man who uses generosity to want to lord over people, his name was Aman. He said, Mordecai did not bow, and I'm helping them at the gate, he's not bowing to me. So he went after Mordecai, and that was his end. He died. He died. When you are using your generosity to control to control people, to lord over people, to be their lord, to detain You will die before your time because Amman died. The next one, you don't use it for show off. Only in the kingdom, you are helping people so everybody will know that you are the one sponsoring him in your school. You are the one paying his you rent. You are every time, you don't believe in in doing things. In fact, let me tell you one of the ways. There are times, even, even I've said that people have used it against, it, but there are so many people that there are times that you rather use a proxy to say, "Are hey, you, Go and give this person this money. But don't say, I am the one. Of course, I have seen people that I on such message, now using it to control, and uh, making it look as though I am the one. That is their problem. They don't last. It won't last that way. But if you want God to bless you, you have to stand you have to stand between, so that the person will not even have the opportunity of saying thank you to you. Yes, so that the real thank you will come from the one that can reward you. We don't, you are not always generous because you want people to appreciate you. Do you know why? If people always say, ah, if not for this man, if not for this man, that man has become a God, he will die for his time. Anytime people see you are not God, they have only signed your obituary, you will die. I tell you, don't, don't ever, that's why you must learn to use orders to execute your agenda. So that if people will be, you know, now, anytime they are in need, You know, in this church, I've seen. I said, said, no. There are times that, deliberately, when I see that somebody is coming, is trying to make me Lord, you will be so disappointed. I will see that you are suffering, I will never do anything. Because I know man is big enough to become a God. I love my life and I I, I want to live to serve God. If there is any enemy, I don't want God to be my enemy. So you, when, ah, pastor, pastor is, ah, there's a problem. There is a what? Problem. Ah, that pastor, this is, no, when you have problem now, you don't think about God. We are running to pastor. Ah, if that pastor loves himself. Chase them away. There are people that want to die before your time. Because all honor must always be to God. So let your generosity point people upward and not to yourself. There's a problem when your generosity is pointing people to yourself and not to God. You have now become an idol. And God said, "No, no to idolatry." Ask yourself, where is your generosity pointing people to? If people are singing your praise, it's not that it's wrong, but there's a problem if people are singing your praise and they are not praising their God. Are you with me? Yes, I'm talking about the divine prosperity. Lastly, for today, raise an altar or sacrifice a sacrifice is a covenant test for your desire turn around a sacrifice is a covenant test of your desire turn around a sacrifice is a revelation of who you are worshiping i said so you cannot serve god and money you cannot serve god and money so a sacrifice reveals who you are serving those who serve money can never sacrifice their money anything that money is not involved they will not be it every first f- sunday of the new year or February, uh, uh, first Sunday of the second month, we, we do covenant Sunday of sacrifice, we call it first fruits. Ideally, if we want to do first fruits, maybe we should have called it anything and wait till March. Do you know? Because it makes sense that people have earned salary, earned money, earned money, so they are not giving a match. But do you know one of the things that that thing signifies It is a test to see who you want to worship in the new year. Because in the new year, especially the beginning of the year, everybody needs money. That's why you hear the saying that January is always dry. So it's easier to want to look for money anywhere, any hour. But to now say that, oh, I'm making my first fruits unto God. Then the question, is, how will you survive? That is where the covenant work starts. That's why we call it covenant Sunday of sacrifice. You see why? Because now I want to tell myself, the devil and God who I'm serving, my prosperity is not tied to my salary my prosperity is not tied to my business my prosperity is tied to god but anyone who worships money can never give it because you cannot sacrifice what is your lord you can only sacrifice what is under you what you are serving you can't sacrifice you can't sacrifice so when you serve money you can't sacrifice money anybody that says money cannot sacrifice money you see i can't go he said, Don't leave, stay. You have only showed that that is your Lord. A quick example Mark chapter 14, verse 3. The woman with it. He said, And being in better in the house of Simon the leper, he sat at me. There came a woman having an alabaster boss of ointment or spanker, very precious. And she broke the boss and poured it on his head. And Judas looked at her and said, This is a waste. Learn to always break your alabaster jar to honor God. Every one of us always has something that is precious to us. Whatever is precious to you that you cannot lay before God, there's a problem. I was living on the street, living inside one room in the church. I, told them, I will tell you practically. Saving me rent. I think the rent there was about 150000 or whatever. Was, that one was a stroke for us to pay. Then I heard a message about breaking your alabaster jar. My wife came to tell me. I said, We were in a meeting in Abuja when the Lord said, Carry your house rent and give it to me. Instantly, I went to my bank. We do everything. Tearful said, They that so in tears, the Bible said, that They shall reap what? Enjoy. There, there should be a period in your life you totally declare that your trust is in God. We gave that thing, we came back to Lagos. Months later, we moved from this street. To, that's when I began to live at Mapu Wood Estate. We enter Mapu Wood again. We were in Ghana. Go ahead to change our level. Again, he asked second time. Give me. Break your alabaster jar. I told my wife, "Daddy is asking us to break the thing here in Ghana." I said, ah, let's go ahead and break it." We went to an ATM machine in Ghana. We, if, the, you know, there are different type of envelopes. When you put money inside, there are some, everywhere you put money inside, they will be like this. There are some, when you put money inside, they will be like this. There are some, when you put money inside, they will be like this. You see, my own one, and it was even busted. By the time we withdrew all the money in Ghanaian currency, I'm telling you what, I practice. God, we took it, we were prayed for. It was something that was so scared. How are we going to get month later, we moved from Mapu to Alagba Estate. Even the, you would think I'm the one that owned the house at Alagba Estate. Then in Alagba Estate, we were there for four years again. God wanted to take change the level again. He said now, you see, I left the house, my first house that I built in three bedroom Then he said now, give this house to me. Give this house to me. I called people and said, how much would this house cost? They told me millions, how much did it cost? Ah, I said, thank God. My level is about to change again. I understood the principle of sacrifice. I told my wife, we are giving the house to God. We place it, it was sold. 50 copper out of the millions it was sold. We didn't remove 50 copper. Boom! Everything. Put it as a seed. Within one year, another house showed up. Now it was even a duplex, not the one I was. I get three, but it gave me a duplex. Each time my level has changed, it answers to my alabaster jar. It is a covenant work with God. It is. You see, God does not ask you to give so that you can be poor. But you need to have if you cannot release, you cannot receive. Eh? all those pastors need our money. Keep it. Oh. Keep it. Keep it. Actually, you've been eating the tithes. Keep it. Get the offering. Don't ever give. See, all I am saying. For you to enter a covenant work with God, you must answer into the demand of the covenant. Divine prosperity answers to covenant work. It answers to covenant work. I hear Bishop Oyedego said that in 1983, he was worshipping God. And the Lord told me, What have you brought for me? I said, Lord, what do you want me to have? He said, he, started, he just started publishing books at that time. And they said, The Lord said, Okay. He said, Lord, I'm giving you all the money from the books. All my salary, I'm giving you. I don't know how we are going to survive. I'm giving all to you. So he said, from 1983, he has never earned 50 cover from every single book he has published. Everyone has always been going to go. He has never collected salary. And he said, he was driving home. After he did that, then God said to him, my son David, even if you want to be poor, it's too late. Even if you want to be poor, It's too late. Even if in, in today that name when you call the video every devil in hell knows that he the one is the richest pastor in the world. But you say, since 1980, you can you can you decide that all your salary you will not earn it again, all your business, you stock everything, be to God how are you going to survive? He was sold out and God said, even if you want to be poor, it's too late. 2021. May God also look at you as you begin to enter into a covenant walk with him and say, even if you want to be poor, it's too late. Even if you want to die young, it's too late. Even if you want to be sick now, it's too late. May your covenant walk with God speak for you this year in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet with me listen to me if you are watching online or at any of our viewing centers or you are here in this place but you have not entered into the covenant of godliness you have not made jesus you have not made jesus your lord and personal savior this is the starting point of the covenant with god he died to bring us into the abrahamic covenant so today you can enter into the first step of the covenant to become a child of god He said i will be a father unto them and they shall be a son unto me so today maybe somebody invited you to church or you're watching online joining online by divine means or by invitation wherever you are you want to say pastor please pray for me i want to become a child of god i want him to be my father and i want to be his son i want to a covenant relationship in the place of salvation with god just quickly place your right hand on your chest i want to pray for you please god bless you i see those hands today is your day of salvation god wants to father your life but you must give him a chance to father your life. God bless you. Now wherever you are, just place your hand on your chest. And now say with me. Say, dear covenant keeping God. I come to you this morning. Just as I am. To enter into the covenant. Of sonship. With you, o God. Today. Heavenly Father. I believe your word. That says whosoever we call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe your word that says as many as come unto him to them give him power to become the sons of God. Today, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the son of God. I believe with all my heart that he died for my sins and arose again on the third day today Lord Jesus please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior wash all my sins away with your precious blood I receive your forgiveness I receive your remission I boldly declare that I am born again thank you Lord Jesus for saving my soul today in Jesus name Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for those ones who have surrendered their life to Jesus. Those ones who have come to lay it all down at your feet, that you will be a father unto them and they become a son or a daughter to you. My Father, you are a covenant-keeping God. They have committed themselves to the words of your covenant by confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, Father, thank you because the covenant has come to pass in their life. These ones are born again. These ones are children of God. They will live a victorious life from today. I thank you, my Father, for accepting.